0: I wouldn't even know how to do that. What do you do, just like walk up to random people and go, hey, blah, 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 sports. Dynasty Sports Empire, the podcast, a part of the Dynasty Sports Empire.com podcast network. Dare I say, the flagship podcast of the Dynasty Sports Empire podcast network. We bring you the latest in sports and, fantasy sports and fantasy sports, with, shall we say, a lighter approach to what most people consider a very serious undertaking. On the show today, episode 82, recording on November 1st, 2022, World Series is all tied up. 1 1 heads back to Philly. Game is going on now. NFL has a huge trade deadline. Somehow they took uh, cues from MLB and NBA tread deadlines and more about the NFL. Uh, For more, you can follow us at DSE Podcast on Twitter. Let's get right into it. As always, I'm your host, Jeff Roman, alongside me tonight. And every night is a guy who, like me, is 42% on his picks this year, Tim Reinhart. Welcome, Tim. Wow. We're we're both at 42. That's not good, but it's not terrible. It's not terrible. I mean, you know. I think a couple adjustments here and there, I think we could be on the positive side. I think you need to be at like what, like 52 or 3% to, to uh to turn, turn a profit. Yeah. Um, so we're not far off with, with our lower volume. Uh, you know, most contests are like five a week, which is really difficult, but um, so we, you know, picked, I, I think we're doing picked, okay. We've picked what it's, it's been eight weeks. We picked
1: seven weeks. So we've, have 21 40, picks we have about, until, Yeah, we have a, we have about 42 picks it looks. Like. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um well, I got three ready to roll. I mean those okay. those friggin' bangles, uh Bengals couldn't so uh, Yeah. What a disappointment you knew when, that was. Huh? You knew
0: when we both agreed on it and we both I needed it for a perfect 3 and 0 week and you needed it for a nice 2 and 1 week. You knew that that was just not gonna Oh happen. my goodness, what a disaster that was. And yeah. you know, you look at those Browns
1: and if you factor in the fact that they blew a 13 point lead with under 2 minutes to the jets and you factor in that they blew a game to the chargers where they had a makeable field goal at the end of the game and they missed it um this team could easily be um you know running away with that division right now
0: yeah absolutely especially you know they they're just trying to get to the week 11 when when Watson comes back so and and see what happens at that point so if they if they can hold it together the AFC might have quite a few have, have some spots open
1: yeah it's uh it's been a it's an odd it's an odd conference well I think both conferences are in odd places right now because you look at games between the Panthers and the Falcons for first place in the AFC South right that, right you know at two and five yeah. and and um three and four so that that you know that's wild you look at rams bucks which you know is supposed to be a premier game this week it's the you know it's the 425 national game of the week and there's six wins between the two teams you know so like meanwhile the afc if you're 5 and 3 you're you're in the sixth seed you know right. if the playoffs started now so it's just the uh, the two conferences are in drastically different places
0: yeah, I think um, there's a lot of space, at least power ranking wise, uh, amongst the first seven. Well, let's talk about that right now because we're like about halfway through. Yeah, um, about yeah. wasn't on the wasn't on the agenda, but I think we can talk about that. So if we look at the NFC um, Eagles, obviously, are are running away with it right now. Um, not not really running away with it, but they are they are in the in first mm-hmm. um, Vikings are leading the NFC North Seahawks are Leading the NFC West, and and, you know, yeah, Falcons or insert whomever uh, from from the NFC South will be in that spot, and then you've got the Cowboys and Giants who already have both banked six wins, so that's huge and another home run. uh, Alec Boehm, this time. Oh, sorry, am I spoiling that for you? You 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 are about. uh, I'm going to call
1: it 15 seconds ahead of me. But, wow.
0: Okay. All right. I'll put myself on delay, it is. But, but you know what I saw a ball bad. flying out and I looked up, you
1: know, what's awesome about that is they showed Harper yes. giving boom, the, the skinny, you know, whatever yes. they had on, on yeah. the colors, whatever tip he's yeah. he's giving Harper, let him in on it. And that's, I love that part of baseball. Like uh, I know well, a hitting coach that always says hitting is a conversation. And that right there is uh, is perfect.
0: Yeah, and it, it was. It, I'm glad you noticed that moment because I noticed it. Well, because it looked like he was looking right into the camera, and I, I thought he was, I was saying, thought he was, yeah. I thought he was saying, "Hi, mom." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought <laughs> he was saying, "Hi, mom." I, I yeah, he looked. Exactly. He looked. He looked dead in the camera, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that that's cool." That you know, maybe that's a little bit you know cocky or or vain or something. But no, he was being a great teammate, calling "bomb, bomb, bomb," however you pronounce it. Uh, and telling him the intel that he had on McCullough. It's and awesome. I, I wasn't watching was it a breaking ball that, as well I that he think knocked?
1: that was a fastball that uh okay. Bohm got. So different pitch, okay. but maybe maybe they see something. Yeah. You know they see something. So
0: well three runs in the first uh first three outs. So yes. uh, so far so good. Okay. All right. Sorry back to, back to the NFL. Right. We'll be back to that. But you know, uh, this is really not entertaining for people listening to this in the next day. But maybe it will be. Who knows? Um I did like that Harper moment. I'm glad you noticed that. Yeah. Um, and so the rest of the uh, wild card for the NFC shapes up as Cowboys and Giants who have already banked six wins which put some, you know, two games ahead of anybody else. And probably the 49ers are in there right now. Washington also has uh, four wins and the Rams and bucks and Packers and Cardinals and saints and bears all have three wins. Yeah. kind of one game behind them. Not out of the conversation. Um, not out of the conversation, but I, you know, given my druthers, I would probably pick the 49ers to continue to win, um, yes, and seal up one of those last few spots. But, um, you know, anything could happen yeah. at, at that point. Really, um, any 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 people do you see coming out of the bubble, so to speak, um, in the NFC? If it's out of the bubble, it's through the AFC South,
1: and or excuse me, the NFC South, and that could be the Bucks. It could be the Saints who. Yep, are also three and five. Um, I mean, that that Bears team they they um just grabbed a wide receiver but traded away defensive pieces, so they're in a right. weird place. Um, not quite sure what their plan yeah. is.
0: I have a theory there. Do, do you want to I'd stop love to hear every... that theory. Okay, so my theory is that they want to lose, but they also want to develop Justin Fields. Right. So they want to get a high draft pick so they can pick a wide receiver or offensive lineman or whomever. Right. But they want Justin Fields to have a good season. So they're they are, you know, putting Claypool um, to their receiver core, who is just pretty much nobody at this point. Um, Darnell Mooney and Kwame St. Brown and, you know, everybody else that TJ listed off last week. Yes. Um, So they want Fields to have a good season, but they don't want to win. So they trade away their defensive pieces that are worth anything and adding a wide receiver who's still on a cheap deal, um, who will continue to be on a cheap deal. Um, That's my theory. It's
1: as good a theory as any, for sure. I mean, you, you don't want to lose another year of Justin Fields and he, and he showed in that game against the Patriots that he, he can make throws. He can be, uh, be an elusive runner and that he can put big numbers up. so I, I think that makes sense. Um, so they want the offense to, to take a step forward, but they want to, you know, get the draft pieces to benefit themselves, uh, you know, and build the team. Yeah. I, yeah. I buy so, it.
0: Okay, cool. I, I think that's, and it makes sense to me, you know, because, you know, they don't necessarily want to win. They want to add, add, Draft capital, add pieces for the future, but also, you know, at at the same time, um, help Justin Fields. Yes. All right. So let's look at the AFC in our in our little segue here. So Bills uh, and Chiefs are the division leaders in the East and West. The Titans, to my chagrin, are the leaders in the (laughs) in the South. Yeah. Really, nobody else. Nobody else is doing anything in the South. So and the Ravens are leading the North there with the Jets and Dolphins in five and six already banked five wins. So that's big news there. Um, Chargers are currently in seventh because they have are four and three. They only have um, seven games played, Uh, but that leaves the Patriots, the Bengals at four and four, and then Colts Browns, the aforementioned Browns Broncos all have three wins there. Um, I, I mean, I guess, the Bengals would be the team that I would like the most to come out of the bubble, but they are frustrating. Yeah.
1: That, that game last night was, was beyond frustrating. Not just because we picked them, but it showed, you know, I, I, I'm wondering if I did not think that they would miss, obviously they would miss Jamar chase, but I did not think it would be that, um, that much of a uh, what do you call it? Um, did we just get another home run? Did, were you? We did. did you yeah, really I was. I put, I put myself on fifteen second <laughs> delay there. Nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. So four nothing. Um, it, it was frustrating because I didn't think that they would have such an offensive stall stall out. I thought that Boyd would be able to pick up the slack for you know Jamar Chase and that they would be able to find find backs out of the backfield like and it looked like that first drive they were moving the football until that interception and then it just was nothing from there so yeah i don't know maybe they had the protection problems again like yep. that that was an issue so it's uh they they're a Jekyll and Hyde team right now
0: yeah absolutely i think you know and and they they seemed like they kept making it you know close like they're they're at just outside of field goal range, and they would sputter and then take a you know a cheapy punt, um, and the they really couldn't stop the Browns. Uh, Brissette had a good game. I you know I think
1: it's yeah, hitting they, wide open receivers. Was yeah, I mean their, their
0: defense. Yeah, their defense had been better lately, and it just wasn't. Um, you know, I I, I don't know. Um, I don't know what uh, you know what got into them. You know, there was a few games there where picking them felt pretty good. And this is another one where we went back to like, oh, I don't feel good about this at all. Yeah. <laughs> I texted you and I was like, this feels terrible. It feels like, you know, picking the Arizona Cardinals or something. Right. Um, which I also did, uh, unfortunately, last week. So, um yeah, I mean, I think Bengals are, are likely there. Chargers, I feel like at some point, Justin Herbert is going to be unhurt and will be able to get that offense back into uh into gear, but I, I don't know um,
1: that one. That one, I think if there's somebody in the top seven right now that it that I'm that I'm most questioning outside the the New York Jets, it's the Chargers. I think the Chargers right. are I, are in trouble.
0: And I mean, they they lost their um, left tackle Ronnie Stanley for the year, yeah. so that that really hurts. Uh, you know, no pun intended. Justin Herbert there as well. Um, so that's why I said, you know, to the Browns, like that last seventh spot is really up for grabs. And, you know, I know you like the Jets, but I think they're a pretty relatively weak five seed there. Yeah, um, And even the, even the Dolphins, you know, don't necessarily look that strong. So I think the oh. last three in in the AFC are, are going to, going to be up for grabs. I know sure.
1: this is a, a topic we're going to preview later. The Dolphins made some moves today that, um, that I think are going to improve, improve
0: that team. So, all right, well, let's talk, let's talk about that right now. So NFL, NFL trade, trade deadline was like popping, like it's never, uh, popped before. Yeah. Usually teams are, are not wanting to trade away their players. They're not wanting to, um, you know, recoup assets, right. If they're a losing team, they're just going to keep them to try to keep their jobs or whatever, you know, all of that good stuff. But, um, and NFL took a took a page from the NBA and MLB and teams that weren't winning, um, and uh, were were trading away players to teams that uh, that, that thought they could win. So, right. um, you know, the biggest one I think that you mentioned was uh, Bradley Chubb pass rusher from Denver to Miami. You know, addressing that Miami defense. That uh, really needs something, (laughs) some help in a lot of different ways. Yeah. um, If they're going to be a challenger, for sure.
1: And I thought the price was not so like if you kind of you almost have to take these two trades together because they unloaded Chase Edmonds in that trade and picked up Jeff Wilson from San Francisco. Right. In reality, they traded. Let me see if I can figure this out. They traded a first, fourth and fifth rounder for Bradley Chubb in exchange for their fifth round. Like, so right. the fifth round thing nets, so they more or less traded Bradley Chubb for a first and a fourth. And yeah. I think that that's pretty, I would have expected more. He's a top five edge rusher in the NFL, right. I would say. Yeah, so, he's great. Um, yeah. You know, that, that, I would have expected it to be um, and I know I know his contract is ending, but you gotta imagine that they're they did that with at least the general not agreement, but like belief that they're gonna be able to re sign him. I mean, the the Jets flipped uh Jamal Adams for two first rounders. Like that you know what I'm right. saying? Like, I, I, I think that's like Bradley Chubb is a far more impactful player. Um so I'm surprised that the price tag was as low as it was.
0: I wonder if, I wonder if, you know, back in the Jamal Adams trade days, not a lot of teams were willing to trade players for picks. So maybe the price was higher for players at that point Mm. than it is now, if that makes sense. Perhaps, yeah. Um, you know, more, more players maybe in the marketplace and you're looking at Brian Burns and Carolina who didn't get traded or, you know, other edge rushers that could be in the, you know, offing and, you know, um, Bradley Chubb was the one who got traded and it wasn't, you know, wasn't quite a Jamal Adams deal. Um, but certainly a valuable, you know, draft pick in a first rounder for sure.
1: Yeah. I, it, uh, well, so
0: anything else. Yeah. Anything else that you, you stuck out at you? Uh, Calvin Ridley's yeah. an interesting one. That's a very interesting one. Yeah. Um, I think the, the
1: bills just got richer with, uh, Naheem Hines, who's a real good back. Um, but i think like if um yeah if i'm picking who who wins here um i mean i or who like improved their chances this year the best i i think it's going to be the dolphins um that improved their chances uh in the sh- like the short term the 2022 season yeah. chances i think it's the dolphins
0: yeah, and I, th- I think they, they definitely got far and away the best player traded. Um, Calvin Ridley might be the second best, but he's suspended for the year. Um, you know, TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings, I don't know how much difference he's going to make to that that offense, which is already pretty powerful. Um, and, you know, the running back swaps, I think, are interesting fantasy football-wise, <laughs> Yeah, um, but maybe not, you know, huge on the field. Uh, Differences
1: and and there were speaking of like swaps, well, just other swaps that like you know maybe you know you got you got to like the what the Eagles did that's a big one in getting Robert Quinn. Sure, Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Another that was earlier,
0: not not on the last day, exactly. So So like some of these
1: earlier trades, like obviously we had McCaffrey last week um, and the James Robinson trade last week, Um, but I don't think we talked about. Robert Quinn and Kadarius Tony. So if Kadarius no. Tony, mm-hmm. you know, I loved all those like social media, uh, like Twitter videos of like Forrest Gump, like with his, with his like <laughs> leg braces on, and then like you know them flying off as he begins to sprint as a kid, and it's like Kadarius Tony as yeah. he walks into the Chiefs locker room, like you know if he can find himself to health, like that's gonna be big for the Chiefs because. He'll yeah. give them a little bit of what was missing with um, uh, with Tyreek Hill, and that offense was already kind of clicking, starting to click before their buy. Uh, so I think like there, that's another example of uh, a team, you know, that that's just adding a piece that they, you know, I think that could put them, you know, over the edge and keep them in that elite tier.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a great point. I had forgotten about the. T- I like. I like. Tony and he definitely was in the doghouse in with the giants, Um, you know, already had been drafted by a previous regime. So, you know, those, the current regime had no uh, tie to him and he just, you know, sometimes it just, whether the players are talented or not, you know, all these players are talented there. If you're in the NFL, you're talented. Um, The right situation matters and, you know, where he can go there and be the, just another uh, tool in the you know Swiss Army knife in Kansas City. I think that's going to serve him serve him quite right. well. Right, absolutely. Agreed. All right, so let's see. While we're on the NFL, um, I wanted to talk about. We talked about this a little bit, but when we talked about the playoff picture, the teams on the bubble. There's three teams on the bubble that are all with three wins: the Rams, the Buccaneers, and the Packers. Um, all who we had, both of us, I think, before the season, getting into the playoffs. Which one of these three teams do you think is most likely to be fixed? And by fixed, I mean making the playoffs and being a contender. Um,
1: That's a – that is a tough question. Um, I don't know. Like maybe this is one of those patented like we got to look at – we got to look at the schedules kind of thing. Um, you know, you look at the division and you would think that the Bucks. Have the best chance to quote unquote be fixed just because their division is weaker. Um, but if I had to, like, if what I'm rooting for to be fixed, like, I, I think the Packers, maybe because I picked them to, um, I believe, to win the Super Bowl. So um. <laughs> <laughs> a little self interest there, of course. Have to, I kind of yeah. have to go with them. Uh, you know, you 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 accused the Rams uh earlier. I think accused is the right word of uh, you know, taking it a little easy uh during yep. the year and you know, yep. you might be right there. Um but they play a tough you know, they're playing a, a fairly tough schedule. And um I don't yeah, I, I don't know. This I think this is a, a difficult one.
0: Yeah, I think the the Rams have gone from you know lollygagging to just gagging, I guess, (laughs) for lack of a better term. Um, Their offensive line is really bad. Um, They don't have a run game. Without Cooper Cup, they have nothing, and he might be injured. And their defense, you know, that Stars and Scrubs defense, when it works, it really works. But when it doesn't, there's a lot of holes Mm. in there. You know, if their Stars aren't making plays, there are places for – um, opportunity against their defense, um, and San Francisco certainly showed us that. Yes, uh, the Packers. I mean, the Packers' offense without Devonte Adams was kind of how I expected it this year, only like ten times worse. I just thought, <laughs> I expected them to take yeah. a step back, but this is a really big. Step. I, this
1: this has been bigger than anyone anticipated, and I don't know. I, I mean, they. I know that they have the Lions next this week. Um, so you you'd like to think that that's that's a a win, although it is on the road. Um, but then they have the Cowboys, then they have the Titans, then they have the Eagles. Three more games. Very likely that they'll they'll lose before they get the Bears, and then it's the Rams and the Dolphins. So like, it's not, and then the Vikings. It's not going to get any easier for them. You could look at that schedule. And say they only have three more wins left in them. Right. So I don't know. Um, I, I'd like to think that Aaron Rodgers figures this out because he is, you know, it's arguable that he's the best quarterback. Um, you you could make that argument. Um, but uh it it's not looking not looking great.
0: Yeah. And that I guess leads me to the Bucks by uh Process of elimination yeah, by
1: default, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, I I don't think that their offense is necessarily playing that poorly. They still have the pieces in Godwin and Evans and, um, you know, playoff Lenny, uh, Fournette, and their defense has been good this year. Yeah, it was not good, you know, last week, uh, against the Ravens and it was not good against the Panthers. Um, uh, but I think. They Their pieces are there. Um, they have a tough game against the Rams this week, obviously. The surprising Seahawks. The Browns, who looked okay on national TV. The Saints, which is a tough game always. Then yeah. the 49ers. Then the Bengals. And then they end with the Cardinals, Panthers, Falcons. Probably the weakest three left are at the end. Right. And we don't know there. what those teams
1: are going to be like right now. And so we don't know like what what those games are going to look like. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's hard to tell what they're going to look like, certainly. Could, and the
0: fact that could be the division but the Bucks, Panthers Falcons on could January be 8th. in this,
1: right? Like that's yeah. what's so, you know, you, you yeah. can't just assume you're going to have a team that's mailing it in and, you know, playing for a, for a draft pick.
0: So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't, I don't think any of them really have soft schedules left, left. Um, all the soft schedules are in the NFC East because <laughs> they have, they have the Souths um, and uh, just, just phenomenally easy schedules. Right. Uh, so, but that, I mean, that's my thought. It's the Buccaneers by default, um, just because of, you know, they have that, at least they have the the players that they had last year. For the most part, they have some <coughs> offensive line problems too, but nothing like the Rams have.
1: Yeah, I guess uh, it, I, I'm not, that's as good a reason as any. And I, I'm not, I'm not confident that any of the, if if we're sitting here three weeks from now and all three of these teams are not in playoff
0: contention, I guess I'm not going to be all that surprised. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they only had three wins. They're all, you know, two games below 500. You know, it's not like they are on the cusp. It's at four four. it's an odd world when
1: Tom Brady, a McVeigh led offense and or McVeigh led team, and Aaron Rodgers are just not not really in the conversation of of playoffs right now. It's 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 wild.
0: Yeah, I mean, just you know, I I don't know if it's an end end of an era for the Bucks and Packers with Brady and and Rodgers and maybe yeah. even Stafford in, in in Los Angeles, but you know, you you look at the the quarterbacks that are in the in the picture now for the NFC, right? Jalen Hurts, uh, Kirk Cousins, Geno Smith, Marcus Mariota, um, Cowboys quarterback I'm spacing on his name. Yeah. Um, Dak Prescott, Danny dimes, Daniel Jones and Jimmy Garoppolo are, are leading the <laughs> way there. So it's not exactly how you would draw it up, yeah. you know, when, when the season started, but, um, you know, you wonder if, uh, bother time comes, uh, eventually for, for Rogers and Brady and staff. Right.
1: And, and, we all thought, you know, the Falcons were in a in a pseudo tank situation. What do you call it? What, what's your phrase? A soft tank? Well, so I, tank?
0: I I thought the I thought the Titans were in a stealth but, tank, and it like yeah, the look Falcons like were it, were
1: in a uh, maybe a less stealthier, but still like yeah. a, <laughs> yeah. still a, a we thought a, a fairly decent tank, and yeah. they're in first place. You know, yeah. we thought they were going to play out the string until and then give Desmond Ritter a shot. And uh -uh. (laughs) not exactly. So
0: we thought they're looking for uh, looking for a top quarterback from Ohio state or Alabama. Yeah. Right. That's what we thought. We thought they'd be playing for one of those guys.
1: And, and that's just not where we're at. So uh, I don't know. And, and, you know, you look at some of these teams like, um, like the Buccaneers and I don't like, what do they, what do they have beyond like, um, I guess I'm thinking future. So Tom Brady, yeah. let's say this is his last season or at least last season as a
0: Buccaneers quarterback. What do they have? I don't know. I mean when you when you have Tom Brady, you kinda gotta, gotta push your chips in for this yeah. year and like and try to win a Super Bowl and then whatever happens next, you just kinda like you, you just I don't know. Doesn't matter. Right. You, you <laughs> don't you don't have
1: yeah. any succession plan there. It's it no. that that team, like, it looks like After this season is going to be on a big downward swing. And, you know, I I don't know. I thought it would come next year, but here it is, possibly.
0: Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. and and they might be better off having a bad year record wise and and getting that higher pick. Go get CJ Stroud or, you know, or Bryce Young. Yeah. Yeah. But as as always, uh, count out Tom Brady at your peril. And I'm not counting him out just for the record. Um, But there's certainly, the warning signs are there. Yeah. All right. So let's um let's skip over my other question because I think that's a better question um, about looking back at, at uh, the 2021 draft. I think we should look back at it maybe in the offseason um, or oh. closer to the next draft. Do
1: you, do you have a quick um,
0: – do it quick. Do it quick. I was really interested to hear okay. what you were going to say okay. about this. Okay. Well – so with with all some of the struggles of the 2021 quarterback class, uh, I was I wanted to pose the question and we could do a quick hitter style, yeah. but you know, which 2021 quarterback uh, I won't even list it to first round quarterback yeah. would you rather have? I think you go uh Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, uh Trey, Trey Lance, Lance. Uh, Justin, Fields. Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Davis Mills even you can include yeah, in there. Sure. Um which one of those guys would you rather have right now if you were starting a uh, starting a franchise? I think that I would pick
1: if I were to redraft or or, or whatever. Uh, um, I would go. I guess like you, you don't want to go. With Mac Jones, I know that like he right. he threw an interception in, in that game against the Jets that got called back. Like that is an un—you cannot coach that out of him. Like there, there are these some of these guys have coachable issues. I think Zach Wilson's issues are coachable. Um, I don't think like Mac Jones just threw it directly to a defender. Um,
0: right. So so did, so did Zach Wilson. Well, uh, so, so what Wilson. I'll
1: say about that one: yeah. all three of his picks were idiot. Like they were. They, they're decisions that I think are, it's not like he misread the defense. Okay. He like made a, he made a bad, like bad footwork or should the other two that should have been thrown out of bounds, like right. didn't get thrown it like that. That should be easy. I, in fact, it makes me question the offensive coordinator for the jets a little bit. If he's still doing this, like right. that, that we're 18 games into his career. Those, those, the first one, I'll t- fine. Like quarterbacks will make bad throw, like it okay, happens. The other two were just blatant throw, throw the ball away, and you should be able to coach that. The Mac Jones pick, like that's a reading the defense thing. That's like I didn't know that they had a guy there, and he threw it directly to the to the corner. So I'm I'm gonna take those uh, Mac Jones out, and I'm gonna say Justin Fields is probably the quarterback right now that shows the most promise. Of any and that's probably not fair to um what's his name in San Francisco um just because he hasn't really played. But I, I think if I had to redraft, if, if I'm the Jets at number two, I said this way back then, I'm gonna say you, you take Justin Fields, not Zach Wilson. Um, right. but here I am, I have to root for Zach Wilson, you know, so right
0: <laughs> that's how it goes. Um, I, I think I think. I think you take Trevor Lawrence right now still by default. I think the pedigree right. and the right. possibility of upside there is still the highest. However, what I the throws that I've seen from him recently are very inaccurate, and that's uh, something that I do not like to see and wasn't kind of a hallmark of his um, abilities coming out of college. It wasn't like he was somebody who said – oh, just get that accuracy right, and then he's going to be yeah. a star, right? He was the total package already. And, you know, I think he had kind of a, a gap year, so to speak, with Urban Meyer last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year he has more professional coaching, I think. So I'm willing to cut him a little bit of slack and he comes in with with a prerequisite. All of that being said, I think Justin Fields, because of the athleticism yeah. and how and how the NFL is played now, Right, even two years ago, it wasn't quite even played this way. So much more shell coverage, and and so the safeties are way back. The corners are running with your receivers, and you just have so much room and so much um, advantage if you are running quarterback. I mean, Lawrence is is athletic, but Fields is otherworldly. He's a freak, athletic, yeah. yeah. And and the way that he got out of tackles and sacks reminded me of. Um, Russell Wilson when he was in Seattle but like faster <laughs> right But a, <laughs> right? a better
1: a bit a, a bigger better athlete than even him
0: yes yes absolutely a faster stronger uh, Russell Wilson when it came to uh, you know getting out of those situations in the pocket when he thought he was just completely dead to rights and he would just do a, a quick shake and you know get up the field yeah. 10 yards so we- that's that that part of an quarterback's offense out, out of schedule uh, or even in schedule, right. Um, just gives you such an advantage on offense. It's, it's not, not even fair.
1: Yeah. And you know, it makes me even more frustrated that he went to like that organization where we all knew his first year was going to be wasted. And, you know, it does now finally seem like they're like, Oh, we have this athletic quarterback. Let's draw up plays that he's good. Right. At. Like, yeah, he's not going to be, um, you know, I don't know, uh, Tom Brady. like right. So I'm excited to see that. Um, so I, I agree with you. I would go, I guess, Trevor Lawrence. I haven't wa- I disclaimer, I <sighs> haven't watched enough of his games. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence won. Justin Fields, too, I think is how <clears throat> how you'd want to redraft those. And then yep. maybe Trey Lance don't know uh, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones but- was –
0: still. Yeah, I mean, th- but that's the thing about even Trey Lance at that point. We still didn't know then, two years ago, and we don't know more now, yeah. you know? So, he's two years older with two years, you know, of no more development, as far as we can tell. Right. Um Where, I mean, I didn't think that you could really take him that high then, and I, I you know, I wouldn't redraft at this point and take him that high. Right. And may- maybe you do, you know, in the Malik Willis-type selection this year, in, in not in the first round, but you know i don't know anyway okay I, I thought i didn't i didn't like it then but okay i'm glad yeah, I, i'm glad I, you convinced I, me to talk about it. i, I just I, I was interested to hear so
1: it sounds like we're on the same page though that yeah 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 all right Excellent. it's
0: it it's close one to though um closer than it was uh certainly on draft day and maybe even at the beginning of the year
1: uh, so. how pumped are you for this quarterback class by the way that's going to come out
0: I haven't done any research in them, and I need to, I will uh, once we get towards the watch, end of the year. Watch the uh,
1: the Tennessee Georgia game and watch this Tennessee quarterback. He's I don't even know how to. I don't have words to describe. Okay, well, well, let's talk about college. The, let's
0: talk about college football then. Yeah, because I, I haven't watched any Tennessee games. Um, they are now. Number one in the college football rankings—is that right? College football playoff rankings—they're number one. Yep,
1: in the CFP, they are number one. They knocked off Alabama the other day a couple weeks ago, and then they just beat up on Kentucky last week, who was, you know, in in the top. They were in the top twenty. Yeah, Um, yeah. I don't. Are they in the? cfp rankings right now i don't think they are probably not because they lost yeah. but they were in the top, they were in the 20 top 25 they, uh, in both they polls yeah. um yeah so they've got some some good wins on their on their uh resume as they like to say they also beat tennessee martin a thousand to 14 so <laughs> like that's gonna happen too <clears throat> um but it goes uh the unbeatens are ranked Tennessee one, Ohio State two, Georgia three, Clemson four, Michigan five. Then you got a one-loss Alabama at six, an unbeaten TCU at seven. Uh to round out the top ten. You've got uh two, one loss Oregon and USC, eight and nine. And then this is where I think they like I where I I sort of, what do you call it? Um I question their intentions or like I remind myself, I guess, that it's really ESPN that's doing this. Like, you know, at the end of the day, they're the ones that are behind all this. Um, LSU at six and two is 10. Why? LSU plays Alabama this week. So now we can say we got a top 10 matchup between Alabama and LSU. (laughs) Meanwhile, they probably should be 13, 14, maybe 15. Um, You know, they lost to... Uh, their losses are pretty, uh, are pretty gross. They, they lost to uh Florida state earlier on in the year. Um, they did lose to Tennessee and they got absolutely blown out by them. So it's not like they kept it close there. Um, <clears throat> so in my, in my book, they should be, you know, a little bit lower, uh, but Hey, now we can say, now we can put uh, college game day there and we can say Alabama LSU is a top 10 matchup again. And you know, Whatever. So, um, that my question to you is, does any of this even matter? <clears throat> These initial rankings.
0: I think they usually don't. And I'll say that they do this year because the team at the top is different. Okay. It's not Georgia. It's not Ohio State. It's not Clemson. It's not Alabama at the top. It's Tennessee at the top. Yeah. And that has a an effect, I think, on not just necessarily Tennessee recruiting, but Tennessee interest in the Tennessee program. Even me, I was like, "Well, I knew Tennessee was undefeated, but oh man, they're number one." You know, that's kind of what I thought. <laughs> yeah, and I think because of that, it does matter. And if they made, um, you know, Georgia number one, or even Ohio State, you know, maybe they're they are uh, deserving you know, I, I don't know, but having made Tennessee number one, I think that does matter because Tennessee is not a team that's usually around. And so them being ranked number one at any point, I think is noteworthy and um, important to that program. So I, I agree with you on, <clears throat> on that
1: front. Um, certainly like just the, that it's not a, it's not an Alabama. It's not a Georgia. It's not a Clemson. It's not an Ohio state. Uh, which are what we usually see um, that is, um, <clears throat> that's groundbreaking. Um, now they play Georgia this week. So something's going to move. Uh, whoever wins that game is going to be number one, most likely, but here, here's what I was going to do for you. Um, <clears throat> we've now, we now have data for however long it's in 2014. So I'm going to give you, each year's first rankings, and I want you to guess how many teams in each of the like I'll give you the top four rankings, and you tell me how many of those teams, you know, granted this is going to be pretty far back, but like uh, how many of those teams made the final top four? Do you follow what I'm saying? Like, did I make? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Well, so like in 2014, yeah. Mississippi State one, Florida State two, Auburn three, Mississippi four. How many of those do you think were in final selection Sunday as the top four? Zero. Zero. That's correct. Okay. Okay. Um, Then 2015 Clemson, LSU, Ohio State, Alabama. All four. No, that was Clemson, Alabama. They made it. Michigan State and Oklahoma were in. Michigan State was seventh and Oklahoma 15th in those original rankings. Um, And Ohio State, which won the national championship in fourteen, they were originally ranked sixteenth. So there's there's room for movement. Um, Twenty sixteen: Alabama, Clemson, Michigan, Texas A and M. Two of those. Two: Alabama and Clemson. Ohio State and Washington made it, um, and that was a little bit easier or like a little bit closer. Ohio State was six, and Washington fifth in that one. Um you know, so like you, you just keep uh yeah. you keep moving on. So let's look at um let's say last year um 2021. So this is um first rankings Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, State, Oregon. Two of those. Alabama and Georgia made it as 1 and 3. Michigan 2, Cincinnati 4. Cincinnati was initially ranked sixth and Michigan seventh. So it is room for movement here, which is kind of like I guess renders these um these rankings, to your point, kind of meaningless. But at the same time, like it makes it, it makes it interesting to watch now. Because yeah, like if you're in the top 15, you there's a legitimate, you know, if you're a one, I should say a one loss team. In the top 15, there's a legitimate pathway for you. Like Ole Miss can, Ole Miss can make the playoffs. They're eight and one. They play in the sec. Um, if they go ahead and beat whoever, uh, I don't know who else is on their schedule, but I think they can still make it into the, um, into the championship game. Yeah. They, they play um, Alabama in two weeks. If they win, um, if they win that game, like they could be in it. So it, it is cool in that sense that like yes these these rankings don't mean anything but there there is quite a bit of movement that can still still happen here.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't think they're not, and you know, to their credit, they're not saying that they are predictive. They're not saying this is what it's going to be. They're saying right now this it's a point in time ranking, um, right? So I don't, and I personally love upsets. Especially in college football, where I don't have that many uh, rooting uh, interests, um, usually just root for chaos, and uh, I'm happy. You know when when those rankings move around, when you see number two, number three, number four, because of the playoff, those one, two, three, four spots matter a lot. So, yeah. you know, uh, an upset to the number four team, you know, means somebody else is moving into that to that potential yes. playoff spot. So, just like we talk about the NFL playoff picture, one through seven on each side, that one through four sitting in there it is you know if the season ended today quote unquote is still a, is still a big deal so
1: something i did see that i thought was kind of an interesting analogy somebody posted on social media like even you know the way that they do these rankings like is to suggest like all right who who would beat who if tennessee played ohio state you know like that's how we're going to rank tennessee one or like whose schedule is tougher you know and it's like Under that, what the person on social media said was like, under that logic, if you took the Buffalo Bills, which most people are regarding as the best team in the NFL, right, and you were to put them in the Big Ten, they would be ranked number two because their schedule is not as good as the SEC. So, like, there is something instinctively off about the way these subjective nature of these rankings. I don't know what the better way to do it is because obviously computers and BCS and all that garbage wasn't it either. Um, but I think like, yeah, that's, that's not how we do any other sport in any other anything um, yet. That's how we are going to determine who one, two, three, and four. Are. And I do remember that did matter in 2019 Ohio State was undefeated. They held the number one spot pretty much the entire way. And then I don't remember who it was, Alabama. Somebody leaped them, leapt them, leapt, whatever, jumped them. And Ohio State then had to play Clemson. And whoever was number one had a much easier path playing whoever number four was. And it's like, well, why did that happen? It's all all based on this, like, weird eye test or, like, strength of record, strength of schedule – when in reality like that just doesn't happen anywhere else. I don't know what the better way to do it is, but it does depend like it, it the if we get four teams that are all undefeated heading into the final rankings, um it's going to be based on that subjective nature.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that reminds me a little bit of college basketball when they when they're setting the field of of 68, I guess. Um the field is bigger so it's not As much of a big deal, but because the teams, unlike professional sports, can play such a wide variety of teams, I think you you look at that strength of schedule and strength of victory as kind of indices that says, okay, like this team and this team are undefeated who played a tougher schedule. Right. We don't do that in the NFL. Right. The the Eagles, by all accounts, have the easiest schedule in the NFL, but we're not docking them. Um because we are assuming <laughs> maybe wrongly that all of the teams in the NFL are reasonably similar. Yeah. Right. Whereas whereas Alabama and as you said, Tennessee could schedule Tennessee, you know, uh Martin, yeah. Tennessee, yeah, Tennessee not, Martin, Tennessee, Southwest Appalachia. East,
1: yeah, right? Western yeah. Appalachian Mountains, northern states. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um because of that. I think that non-standardization of the schedule, right, and self-scheduling, right, where they can schedule on their own and and work out where it's not a a larger organization like the NFL scheduling it. Um, There is risk for, you know, finding ways to go undefeated outside of playing tough teams. So you want to incentivize good games and and tough games. So I think that I, I will defend that part of it. I think there is some other, as you say, uh, kind of goulash outside of, <laughs> great <word. laughs> um, outside of that, that objective ranking, right? It's not just a computer saying, oh, this plus this equals this, right? Um, there, there is some subjective to it and I don't know how you get out of the subjectiveness when you're ranking things that are teams that are different, that are playing different
1: Completely different
0: schedules, yeah. Different schedules, yeah. It's basically apples to oranges and they're trying to make it look like, you know, apples to other type of apples, which is really not. The only other way to do this, Jeff, I
1: think is the answer that we maybe are moving to, which is we're creating, like these super conferences are being made somehow and getting each conference gets an automatic berth into this thing plus however many at large teams and i guess then we'd be having this conversation about the at large teams but i think that that's that's probably the best way to go about tweaking this is the playoff field increases even though we we both said last year that like maybe the parity's not there like the the distance between 1 and 4 is is so big that the difference between one and 12 is going to be a ridiculous blowout. Um, But I think like getting whatever conferences automatic bids into a tournament and then adding at large teams is the only way to get around this. Like, well, your strength of record is this. And so you're going to be one. And even though you have the same record, you're going to be, two. you know, that's got to be the only way,
0: only way around it. Yep. Yep. I agree. You got to win and in, win and in. All, All right, right. Um, let's do. We got our picks? You want to talk? Or... Uh, let's do picks. Yeah, let's do picks. Okay, let's do picks. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you kick us off? All right. So I am,
1: um, wow, forty two percent. All right. So we gotta we gotta turn some things around after yeah. that debacle. But you know what I'm gonna do? Like, like a I I just can't quit them. I am going <laughs> to pick the Bengals minus wow. seven at home against the Panthers. these Panther team is a flash in the pan um, taking helmets off that's gonna you know I think that's just gonna bring them down even more the Bengals are gonna have a get right game here um, at home and beat the Panthers by more than a
0: touchdown. Uh, yeah I think uh, I think that uh, Atlanta defense is not good so I think a reasonable defense. For Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm not, I'm not, don't pick them. Putting, you stay away from them. that pick. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not putting, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not putting down the full seven. Yeah. Uh, there, but yeah, I can, I can see that one. Um, I'll do mine. My number one is, is Seattle plus two. Why is Seattle not favored against Arizona? I don't know. Cause it's on the um, road. That's got to be it. R- yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's, but Arizona, does Arizona have any, um, you know, home field advantage. Not, yeah, not I really. Mean, I uh, know. so I'll take Seattle, you know, whatever, whatever the number is, uh, one, two, I got, minus yeah, one, minus it two, two yeah. right here. Yeah. Um, I just think Seattle is, is good. They might just be good. Um, Arizona, yeah. I know cause I picked them last week, not in my picks, but, but elsewhere, uh, they're just not, they're just not they're that a disappointing good.
1: Think, team when you pick them.
0: Yeah, I, I think the the pieces are there. Like Hopkins was good, Murray is pretty good, but threw some in, interceptions. Their defense is good at times. Like J.J. Watt is like sack getting sacks and like whoa, 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 and then they just they just can't put it all together. And I think Seattle's defense might actually trend be trending towards good, and their offense with Geno Smith might actually be good. So I like them over Arizona. Um, you know anything. Anything. Just give me anything. I like I like them to win. Okay. At, at Arizona. Um all right. So I
1: am gonna take as my second pick the Jaguars at home plus one against the Raiders. The Raiders played um on the East Coast last week at one o'clock and unless I don't know that they're like, I, I assume they went home and they're going to have to come back and play another one o'clock East coast game. They're
0: staying, they're, they're staying, staying in Florida. Does even that, does that better. change your number? They're,
1: they're far away from home. They're not getting the home cooked meals. Um, yeah, I am, uh, you know, they're sleeping in the motel six and, in, in, uh, in Jacksonville flood. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of great, like five-star hotels are they going to stay in in Jacksonville? It's not going to, they're practicing on all high school, um high yep. school field probably. Uh so you know what? Uh I'm sticking with it. Jaguars plus
0: one. Yeah. I, I mean I, I've been a Jags backer like a lot too much. Uh I had to stay away from this week. But uh, you know, the the Raiders might just be bad. They might just be bad. Yeah. Um, their defense is not good. You know, if Carr and Adams aren't putting up hundreds of yards every week, they might. They might just be bad. Um, so I'm, I'm not. I didn't pick that one. I like that one, but I did not okay. pick that one because I've been on Jacksonville too much. And I really don't know what to expect from from Jacksonville. Um, they've they, played they've some, some. They played some teams tough. You know, they played the Eagles tough. Yeah. Yep. Um, and yep. sort of
1: gave them the game that day. So uh, you know, I like them. I like them to. It's
0: going to be competitive and pull out a win at home. Yep. Uh, um, I like that one. All right. That one's fine with me. Um, I didn't have a lot of uh, sides, so I went with the uh, Chicago Miami over forty four and a half. Uh, Chicago traded away all of their defensive players, and yeah. Miami added a great defensive player. But I don't know if they can integrate him. Yeah, that midweek, um, maybe on on just like selective third down, you know, yeah. pass rush plays. Yeah. Luckily, pass rush is a, a pretty easy thing to learn for you know specific uh instances where you can just say hey just go get the quarterback. Um so he might have an might have an impact but I think Miami cannot really play that great a defense and Miami's offense is great and Chicago may not have any defenders left. Uh so I th- and so I think this one's over over 44. Like give me uh give me 24 21 here in this one 24 21 gets you there. Um yeah. Okay, I like that.
1: I could I could definitely see that happening. Um the only thing is will the yeah, will the Bears be able to keep pace? And I think the way they played against the Patriots suggests that yeah, they they should be able to. Right. Um, yep. All right, my last one, it's a homer pick, but I'm doing it. Give me the 13 every last one of those 13 points and I'll take the Jets at home against the Bills. I don't think this is going to be a blowout. That's a, that's a blowout win right there. And regardless of who's playing quarterback for the Jets, the Jets do have a pretty good defense um, that even despite all the crappy situations that Wilson put them in, only let up one touchdown last week against the Patriots. So not that they're you know an offensive juggernaut or anything. Um, but I see this. I don't think they're going to win the game but I don't think it's a blowout, so I'll take all thirteen points and uh, and pick the Jets.
0: Yeah, I I think that's a lot of points, and I th- think we saw maybe the Bills finally, for once, take their foot off the gas against the Packers. Um, the Packers, yeah, right. A lot. A l- previous years and earlier in the year, they had just been pushing, 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 no matter what. Would they score three I points think... in
1: the second half? I think. yeah
0: three points in the second half yeah and you know two of those were on you know uh bad josh allen interceptions but i still think they kind of didn't didn't push the issue there and um i think that continues because they're seeing hey like you know we're doing well and they're they're ready to go into um uh into the postseason yeah I, i think i think you know the this is a, a rare lose but cover from the Jets with that big 13 points. Right. Backdoor touchdown to get, you know, make it, uh, I don't know, you know, 24 14. Yeah. Some, the, right. Uh, you you think of that,
1: that right there. Right. 24 14, 27 17. You win that.
0: So, yep. Um, yep. There's a lot of big spreads this week. Yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird week. That's why I went with the total. Yeah. Um, smart. My, my yeah, my last one is is one that is is actually close. I'm going to take the Washington Commandos uh, plus three and a half. Uh, I'm getting over, um, over three, over field goal. Um, and Minnesota tends to play the games close. Yeah, and Washington also tends to play them close. So I'm thinking that this one stays inside inside a field goal, one way or the other. Yeah, I I. Th- Think that's a smart um a
1: smart play. The um I don't know. The the this is totally anecdotal, but it seems like the commanders just seem to be in games. Yeah. So I, I like they that. They keep one. it close.
0: Yeah, yeah. Keep it close. Yeah. At home. All right. Yeah. At home. Um all right. So World series game. Three is going on. Game three, uh, Game three was rained out last night. Yep. Game three going on right now. Uh, Phillies up for nothing in the fifth. So um, we will see how that one plays out. Tim, any thoughts on that before we get um, out of here? So that people
1: are saying that the rain out yesterday um, benefited the
0: Phillies. Do you agree or disagree? I, I agree because the Phillies don't really have a fourth starter. Um, they have a basically a bullpen game when they want to instead of a fourth starter uh so anytime you can you can stay the more games that you can stay inside of uh wheeler nola ranger suarez and maybe cinder S- guard uh plus bullpen game yeah uh, you're they're better off i think the, the astros rotation is deeper and the phillies is not at all so an extra day helps them Incredibly, so I think
1: I have not looked this up. Are they going to not take an off day now?
0: Uh, as far as I know, everything is just pushed back a day. Okay, there's still an off day,
1: so they will still have which, if this thing goes, now they're now they're up against the NFL, right? Like they're uh, they're going to be up against on, the, Thursday. on Thursday, and if it pushes back, they're going to be up against Game Seven. Would be up against the NFL well, night game on Sunday. That's
0: correct. Yeah, um, that's not what they want. <laughs> the The Houston and Philadelphia teams are playing each other on Thursday night in football. And in baseball. oh, that's
1: awesome! In and yeah. uh, they're and they're but they're in Houston. The Eagles are in Houston.
0: The Eagles are in Houston yeah. to, to otherwise it would be a complete Absolute mess in South mess Philly. In You've been down there. It's right a whole one door, giant right? parking lot. Yeah, they're right across the street from oh, each other.
1: What a nightmare that would have been.
0: Yeah. Um, so they are both playing. So get anybody in Philly and Houston area or anybody who likes sports, get your two TVs ready for let
1: Let's watch. Yeah, let's keep our eye yeah. on on that chaos. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Let's do it. I like that. All right. Um, All right. Keep your eyes glued to uh, baseball and football chaos on Thursday night, and keep your ears glued to Dynasty Sports Empire, the podcast. Talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. All right. Um, just got out of a jam there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Especially Altuve, the lineup flipping. Um,
0: I love I love Ranger Suarez. Guess why? Why I like watching watching him pitch? Um, because. No, I, I, I don't know why. So he throws strikes and he works really fast. Oh like yeah, he gets true. the ball and throws it and he throws a strike. Like it's the it's incredible. Trevor like, Rosenthal. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like yes. He, he doesn't get the the first uh the uh first pitch ball. Yeah. Very opposite, right. Which I hate to
1: oh my gosh. It's the worst when they don't throw first pitch. Like Trevor Rosenthal ninth. Screw 30 minutes oh
0: of the god. Yeah. <laughs> but, two yeah. two walks. Uh a strikeout, a yeah. pop out, and then a strikeout. Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, so yeah. I love it. Yeah, work quick, strikes, it's a simple game. Uh so yeah. what is he through five right now? Yeah, he's probably they're probably gonna pull him, um, get to their bullpen. So he uh, was only and... like to, a testament to your point, he was around seventy pitches. So like that's a great. If you're if you throwing 15 pitch innings, like you're an awesome shape. Right, so. and they're
0: and they're heading to the lineup the third time too.
1: Right, yeah. I go ahead. So four four Ks, one walk, three hits, he, 76 pitches. So he's right on about 15 pitches an inning. That's amazing.